Welcome to the Planted Mindset podcast and I am super excited today to have a very special guest on, Courtney Jerome. Now he has done some amazing things, uh, especially in 2018 of competing. He's done over four shows and got into the top five on every one of them. Um, I'm not going to, I'll let him tell you a little bit more about it, but um, he's done the UK BFF as just as one of them. Um, his shape is absolutely amazing, but he's also the head coach at TJF Coaching, where he helps people transform not just their body, but also their mind um, to be fit for life, but get to an awesome shape. And, and I'm sure, obviously, achieve things that they didn't think was possible. So welcome, Courtney. Thank you very much for having me, Tash. Um, yeah, so guys, a little bit about myself. I am a online coach um, running my own business. And um, also a classic bodybuilder as well. So um, yeah, last uh, 2018 was my last um, bodybuilding season. Um, um, did quite well. Um, I, I can't say I am now, but 2018 I was one of the top natural athletes in the country, um, being in the top four of every single show. Um, and also got a invite to the Arnold Classic um, of last year, which was in I got the I got the invite to Barcelona and South Africa as well. Um, Love, love bodybuilding, but um, at the moment, it's just not a priority to me. Um, just coaching people and getting other people into the best shape of their lives mentally and physically is what is my priority at the moment. Excellent. And I've, I've, I mean, obviously, uh, we will put in the show notes your Instagram handle. I mean, some of those transformations are pretty bloody awesome. Mm. Um, you know, so how many, how many of your clients have you got shredded to compete? Um, I've had two compete. Um, the first guy um, was on track to do really, really well and then thought it'd be a good idea to binge two weeks before his show at a wedding Damn. and um, completely undone all his hard work. Damn. Um, the other one, on the other hand, we couldn't have gone any better. His first ever time competing and it was really close to home for me because his show was the first ever show I did, which was Mr. Hampshire PCA and he won that. So he won his did qualifier. He? Yeah, wow. he won um he came first out of i think five or seven people and then we got an invite to the british finals um and he came second in the whole of britain um wow which is just incredible and he got an invite to the worlds as well so he's one of the best natural athletes in the country as well and he's only young so he's got such a bright future ahead of him he's only like 19 years old just insane Jeez. how does that feel to be on the other side of it as the coach um it it was nuts like it was it was crazy it was such a nice experience like his whole it, the, at the British finals it was in Hull so we his family rented out this um, massive apartment we all stayed there they they let me stay there they paid for my food they paid for the hotel etc oh, sorry the apartment and um, I felt like I was his second dad you know <laughs> um, and like just yeah, Big brother, just, probably. Yeah, <laughs> You're not that old. Whole, it was the whole. No, he felt like my son. He, he felt like my son. Did he? It was just it was just the whole journey and like just what like just how proud I was of him and he barely might because like I I won't coach nasty like horrible people you know as well and he's such a gentleman he's such a nice young man and to see how proud his family was of him and just to see him on stage and just like I, I said to him at the start of when before we even started prepping together. I said, someone will have to be 
incredible to beat you if you prove me right with how good your genetics are and your work ethic and you listen to what I say. Um, hence why he won his first show. And I mean, obviously I'm going to be biased. He should have won the British finals. Um, literally so many people in the crowd were like, yeah, that, that shouldn't happen. But you know, it is, it is what it is. It wasn't his day, but to be second in Britain in your first ever season was just incredible. Wow. And um, we, we, when we went, went out for a meal afterwards and like we, his dad did like a speech and I did as well. And it was, it's just, yeah, it's just an incredible feeling helping people achieve their goals. Because um, I think as coaches, clients, some, I feel sometimes clients give us too much credit. I'm like, I'm just doing my job, you know? Like, yeah. I, just told you, I just told you what to do. But coaching is, as, as you'll know, Tash, like coaching is so much more than setting someone training and diet program. It's, that's the bare minimum you should be doing, you know? Um, actually coaching someone is a whole different ball game and um, it's not a one size fits all. So you have to be quite a good people person and listen and be able to talk to people um, to get, to get the best out of them. You know, one I might, let's say for example, I'm coaching you and I'm, I'm coaching you however I'm coaching you. And I try and bring that methodology over to someone else. And I'm like, I don't like this. So yeah, you have to be like water and just flow in between each different people. And this, this leads on quite nicely to the topic that we're going to discuss today, which is mindset. So as you said, it is so true. Obviously, they're the one that's doing the work, but they wouldn't know what to do without your support. But it, as you said, uh, Courtney, it goes so much deeper than that, that it's just not what you're doing training wise or what you're eating. But you've got to tap into that mindset, haven't you? And you've got to have that connection. So like you were just saying about who you work with, that you're very um, selective because you've got to have such a super connection bond to to get the best results, haven't you? And how much would you rate mindset is a factor in those results? Obviously, because you've got to physically get your body there. But what you know, from a percentage point, how much would you say it's mindset as opposed to genetics and, and training and nutrition? 100%. 100%. If your mind isn't there, your body will do fuck all. Your body's not going to do, you can, yeah, you, you won't do it. If your mind is not there, you won't do it. Simple as that, period. So tapping onto that, because I just love this, um, the power of the mind, it's something that really excites me. And one of the main reasons why I even came into this job myself, because that was understanding what, what's, what you're capable of if the mindset's in the right place. So tell me a little bit about your journey and some of the things that you've had to overcome and how you've strengthened your own mindset. So... Things, things, things from mine, uh, my past would be um, um, <laughs> I guess from a from a childhood, uh, young childhood. I, I I'm not gonna say like I had the worst ever childhood at all. I had food on my plate. I had clothes on my back, but um, I was like physically and emotionally abused by my mum. So straight away, that gives you a quite a protective mindset of yourself and whether it be not letting people close or not showing certain emotions. Um, I'm not into like all horoscopes and all that stuff, but my horoscope um, kind of describes me perfectly, you know, Um, I'm a Cancerian, so hard exterior, but soft on the inside, which is completely true. Um, So just, I I guess, yeah, I mean, I mean my whole, my whole, my whole life I've had to, 
overcome, whether it be, like I said, emotional, physical abuse, racism, um, not being the best academically in certain subjects um, and that having a massive impact on me. Um, but the monumental stuff probably been, in, you know, it's been in the last seven years. So I was, I was, I got kicked out when I was 18. Um, so that was 10 years ago. Um, but my you dad probably had, had a choice then, like you could have either gone one way or the other, couldn't you? Quite clearly, obviously something as, and, and it wouldn't be wrong to think that you'd take a different path. So when you're obviously going to explain on there, what, what spark, or did you go the wrong path and then yeah, do yeah, a I U-turn? Did. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, yeah, I did a massive 360. So um, I, yeah, I took, took the wrong, I was doing jobs that I hated, um, but I needed money, so I, I did them anyway. But it was more the things I was doing when I wasn't working, which was I, was, I wasn't doing anything to actually make me any happier or healthier. I was doing the complete opposite. So I was doing, I was drinking like going going out partying, drinking, doing loads of drugs, um, which like is is yeah, it's just poison. That's that stuff is just poison, and it's 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 not. It didn't get me anywhere. At the time, the mindset of the friends that I had were were exactly the same as mine. So they they didn't care. They they weren't. We had no ambition. You know, we had no drive. We had no goals. No work ethic. And we were just living for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, partying and, and doing drugs. Um, and it wasn't up until um, I was working in the last job I worked in, in an office job. And I was really depressed working there. It was horrible working there. And I don't really cry a lot. And I remember I was living in a house share. Um, so I was just renting a room and I was sitting in my room and I was watching Vampire Diaries because I was obsessed with it at that point. And um, I I just started crying my eyes out on my own. And I was like, fucking hell, I was like, this is not me. I'd already anticipated what I wanted to do. And I'd spoke to my dad the week before. How old were you at this point, Courtney? Uh, I was 20, 22, 23. Okay. Um, so I, I decided I was like, i pack it in, hand him my notice in. Um, and then I went to America for four weeks just to relax and refocus and think about what I want to do. And the day I landed in um, uh, America, the next day I'd already set up an interview for me to come back for when I came back to work in a gym over here, which is the first gym I worked in as an actual uh, fitness trainer. Um, and I worked there for a few months. Um, <laughs> I ended up getting fired because they accused me of stealing Kit Kats of all things. Um, bearing in mind I had access to money, so you'd have thought I'd steal money, not Kit Kats. Um, <laughs> give um, me a break. <laughs> yeah, literally, give me a break. Um, and then that, when they when they fired me, I was actually in, in in America again at the time visiting my dad for Christmas. I was like, right, this is not flying anymore. I need to do something. I need to work for myself. So I thought. Let me get my level three. I already had my level two. Let me get my level three done. And then I will go work in a pure gym and set up a personal training business. Did exactly that. And um, so you obviously always like training. So in between all the party and the drinking, you obviously were doing because you said about your level two. So that had been your further education. So you, you had an idea that you wanted to go down the fitness road potentially, but 
more for yourself, not from a business perspective at that stage? Yeah, it was just, I never thought I would make a business out of it. It was just, oh, I enjoy that. So maybe I'll do that one day. Um, okay. And, and that's, that's how it kind of snowballed. Um, so, yeah, I, I had my level two since I was 21. Um, didn't do anything with it until I was 23. Got my level four um five years level three five years ago um and that's when yeah that's when i started at pure gym and it kind of that that was all she wrote from there like i still had a few bad habits and then they they got kicked four years ago um in terms of just like victim mentality and still still doing a little bit of partying um and i guess here we are today you know um incredible online business that I've built from the ground up on my own. Um, same with the personal training. I used to do like 35, 40 hours PT a week, um, which is great. You know, it's good money, but you don't do anything else. That's every single day working, um, doing all the hours that you can possibly do. Um, so now it's, it's more about what's sustainable for me that I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, even though it's a job I love, I'm not going to be like, oh, I can't be bothered to do this because I'm, I'm just working way too much. Um, and obviously now being a dad, my priorities have changed. I, it's yeah, like congratulations. So she's only just three <laughs> months old. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's another serious amount of uh, commitment uh, added to your plate in such mm. a positive, lovely way. And, and yeah, and it was, it was something that we both wanted. She was planned, you know. I knew what was going to come with it. Sleepless nights, tiredness, having to pay all the house bills because my fiancé is not working, you know, and I was more than happy to do that. Um, and it, like I said, it's with anything. You have to make whatever you choose to do a priority. Um, and don't bullshit yourself is, is, the, is, the, best, is the best thing, really. Um, and like, like we said, your mindset, my mindset... My mindset in the gym is my mindset at home is my mindset everywhere. What was um, the catalyst, Courtney? What 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 shifted you? Because you mentioned there about victim mentality, and um, I often say that to my son, like you don't play the victim. Uh, you always have two choices, whether you like it or not in life. There is uh, two choices. They might not be the best, but you 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 can either choose the good road or the bad road. You you mentioned about not being surrounded or was with the wrong people and, and they say you are the sum of the five people you surround yourself with so what was the catalyst was this someone that spoke to you or was it something was it a, a burning desire where, where did that come to gradually shift because you've poured yourself out of something potentially that could have spiraled and you could potentially not even be here today if you'd carried on down the wrong road but you to me come across like a UK version of Dave Goggins <laughs> I love that. I love that. I wish. Um, so, um, a couple of people that I was um, like friends with, they ended up in um, hospital for like doing drugs and stuff like that. That was a massive, massive thing for me. And I was like, shit, man. I was like, we need to pack this in. This is not good. Um, and um, the other, other, a few of my other friends started to have issues through through consuming drugs and having mental health issues. And, and I was just, just like, that, that'll be me if I don't stop. Um, and I was like, that's not going to be me. Simple as that. And it was, um, 
yeah, that, that, that was, that was the main turning point for me. And once, but I'd, I'd say from a mindset thing, a mindset perspective, 2016 was what taught me, taught me how strong I was in terms of 2016 was the first time I, I competed. But I guess, I guess 2018 um, was when it really was like, you are fucking capable of so much because you've just proved it by dieting from January till November, which was horrendous. Yeah, but so yeah. at the same time. And it taught like bodybuilding taught me so much about myself. And I was like, if I can do this, can what, do else anything. Can I, what else can I do? You know? Um, and people might think all you did was diet. It's, 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 forget, forget that. It's how much mental strength it takes you to be able to do that for 11 months. And as I say, that carries over to every single aspect of my life, work, business, relationship. Um, and what I've done since 2018, um, I was like, all right, said to my fiance, I want a house. We've done that. we got a house, you know, said I want to earn this amount of money. I want this amount of clients. I've done it. And it, like I said, with the right work ethic and the mindset and, um, well, but they're the, they're the main things: work ethic and mindset, you know, and 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 set set yourself goals, specific goals as well, um, which are realistic. But I don't know; they might be ambitious. But who cares? You know, be ambitious. You know, um, shoot for the stars, and then if you don't hit the stars, you know, you hit the clouds. That old cliche comment. But um, I really think if you really, if you really really want something and you work hard for it, you will get it. Um, so if you had to work on your, would you say, because I think um, mindset is, is a bit like uh, fitness. It's something that you can have peaks and troughs where you're feeling on top of the world and, and you have the biggest dips um, of feeling quite low. And it's a bit like I'd say with fitness, it's you're paying rent. It's never done. So on a mindset perspective, do you find that you have had dips throughout that and then thought, oh, shit, I'm not actually working on my mindset and I have to you know, invest in myself? Because you have said about self-love and confidence. And were you a confident individual or did you have to sort of build that self-confidence, especially if you had that? And, and the relationship with your mum, is that severed completely? And, and how did you overcome that? Yeah, so that that the relationship with my mum is severed completely. I've not seen her for years. I don't speak to her. Um, for me, I, people that are in my life will add value to my life. If you don't add any value to my life, you're not in it. Simple as that. Um, and that's exactly why I don't speak to her. Um, with regards to... Um, what, what did you say? Sorry, um, you said about so about um, the mindset of like having dips and and confidence and yes. you know self belief so, and self love. What with the with the peaks and troughs, like it's 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 it's, it's, like, it's like the motivation thing. You are never going to be motivated every single day. What habits have you instilled so that things start to become autonomous for you? And you're like, yes, I'm feeling like this but I know this is going to pass. So I'm going to carry on doing what I'm doing because I know in the long run consistently, this is going to put me to, to where I need to be, you know? Um, but all the top people in the world, David Goggins, Gary Vaynerchuk, Tony Robbins, you know, they're, they're not on top of the world every single day, but they have got the mindset and habits that they do every single day, regardless. Also it helps with the team that they have around them that they're still going to get shit done. And 
this goes back to the whole victim mentality. Like, oh, I'm not voted today, so not motivated today, so I'm feeling for, sorry for myself and this, that, and the other. I'm like, no, just stop. Accept that you're not motivated. Cool. This is not going to last for years and years and years. It's going to be a couple of days, of maybe a couple of weeks max, you know. Um, and pe- people think when you have these bad days, oh, I may as well just give up. Um, this is this, this one bad day is going to ruin it all. It's not whether whether it's from a dieting perspective or a training perspective. Uh, like I said to you before we started this call, I'm in a place at the moment where there's zero pressure on myself to train. I trained once last week. I'm not trained this week so far. I will, um, and I'm okay with that. You know, the gym's not going anywhere. You know, whole foods aren't going anywhere. You know, it doesn't mean that I have to eat junk, and you just need to. Okay, cool. I've not trained, so let me just look at my calories and let's just reduce them slightly, you know, and still have things I can enjoy, but just make sure that I'm going to be in a calorie deficit. Um, so, just if there's any like, advice I can give to anyone when you're having your bad days, accept them. Just accept it. You're having a bad day. It's called being human. It's a, it's it's fine, you know. You're going to have a lot more, and some are going to be a lot worse. So. You can't, like, you, you're going to have to deal with it in one way or another. And look at how good you feel right now when you've been on it, when you are motivated and your training is good and your nutrition's there. How good do you feel in that moment? That's what you need to remember when you're having those bad days. I'm like, this is, I've been feeling amazing for the past few months. I'm having one bad day. Cool. Maybe my body's telling me I need to chill out for a couple of days and not train. Um, still focus on your calories and stuff like that. But um, give your body a rest. That's it. I think that you said there, uh, all of the successful people, it's not that they don't have to go through shit or that they're not motivated. It's that saying, isn't it? Is your why big enough to, to help propel or pull you through when and, and you know that reason why? And wh- when that why is strong enough, you, you may not enjoy, you know, and, and also I think from uh, being a fitness professionals, you're often labeled as if that you always love training or always love working out. And, and you just like, you know everyone else that sometimes you don't want to do it but it's one of those things that once you have done it you feel good and i'll go back to that dave goggins like he's one is very much of he, he goes to the extreme of pushing himself to to uncomfortable but um and he will do that because as he says in life life isn't a bed of roses so if you're prepared to push yourself or do things that are uncomfortable and we could give an example of just saying like having a cold shower in the morning um that toughens you up over time to be able to help with the more difficult situations that you don't have control over mm-hmm. so yeah i mean what do you, what are your thought process you obviously read his book so um in, in that analogy where i've said that you're quite similar because he had a choice of going down one path and then he became obviously a navy seal but it's all about the mindset and that journey and that self-belief and would you say that you were a confident person or did you have to build that like he had to build it throughout his life the continual building um i i'd say i was confident in certain areas and then other and then others i wouldn't but i guess i had a a way of not letting people know that and people would think oh Courtney's just this confident person in every aspect of his life but no i'm not it's just like i'll never let you know that i'm not you know <laughs> i'm just good at hiding it um but 
I think, I mean, it's such a hard one. I, I can I can go into so much detail on on certain aspects of life, but like I, and some people get offended at this comment, but and I, I don't know how to react to it, but like, it's so easy to be average, you know, and just get by and do what the norm is, you know, go to school, go to secondary school, go to college, go to university, get married, have kids, have a job, die, you know, and anyone can do that. And my generation, like the millennial generation, some there's some incredible millennials and there's some dickheads millennials as well and um, so many people are so entitled and um, want to have a champagne lifestyle it's the now generation as well yeah and and not having to work for it and it's like it doesn't doesn't work like that unfortunately it really doesn't Um, and obviously your show and and dieting like that it is the journey isn't it what teaches you so much i mean i'd just done my shred and i only did it for 11 weeks not 11 months so goodness knows but it taught me so much about myself and and it is that discipline as you say um so so 11 months is unreal Mm. and like i i my my coach doesn't even notice but like there was a few times where i like i threw my toys out the pram once to him and I was like, fuck this. I'm not fucking doing this anymore. I'm not competing. I think I'd already done a show. But um, yeah. And like I was, I'd, I'd, I was, I remember speaking to my fiance and I was like, I'm done. I ain't doing this no more. And she knows I'm just saying it in that moment. And even I knew, like, there's no way I was not doing it. I just wanted to throw, I just wanted to bitch and moan. That's all I wanted to do, you know? So I did. And then you wake, like, you go to sleep, you wake up the next day and you're like, shut up, pull yourself together. Let's fucking crack on and let's do this and train hard um and as i said it's it's okay to be like that just i said i accepted i was being a little brat in that moment and i know i knew it was going to pass so it is it is what it is um and like there was times where i I did i cheated and i I had a cheat meal i i I would equate for it so i'd miss some of my on meal plans i'm like i'm having a cheat meal i don't care you know um and whether that put me back a couple of days or not or whatever but I ended my season I was I was satisfied with how my season ended so it couldn't have done too much damage but as I said people think we're superhuman as coaches and we don't have bad days and we're always motivated we always want to train and we love it you know no it's not that at all especially when you work in a gym people this is your job so it's easy for you no it's the opposite I don't want to train after I've just done 20 hours or however long I was doing in gym that I've just worked out I want to piss off somewhere else put my headphones in and not speak to anyone then I want to train you know and that's why people are like oh you never train where you work and I was like yeah you're right and I'm, I'm not going I'll do everything I can to avoid that no it's so true I think also um you're giving as you said as a coach you know you're giving a piece of yourself to to every individual um it's not just as you said the diet plan or the nutrition there's there's a part of you I mean I feel for for all of us guys that are on the mastermind you know we come from a very authentic place um we're not in it for the money uh, per se, you know, like it is actually wanting to, to make a difference and, and help people. And that becomes a byproduct. It's not to say that, you know, obviously we don't need to earn money, but I, I, speak, I don't obviously speak for yourself, but it is that passion. And, and going back to that for your uh, guy that competed, 
that must have been one of the proudest moments, almost probably surpassing your own uh, achievements. It did. It did. It really did surpass mine. I couldn't care less about mine. When he was on stage and, you know, like my, my voice was gone in one minute while I was screaming so loud. And when they called his name out to when he was second, like I just, yeah, it just it's just an incredible feeling. And you're right. Like I'm so passionate about this job about what I do. It's so weird calling it a job. And like, and this, this is why it, it can be hard for us because we're, we're coaching people every single day. I have one day off and I still struggle to do that because I just, I love what I do. And it's like, where's, where's, where's the people motivating me? You know what? I want some, I, I want 80 odd people saying, come on Courtney, you know, do this. You know, I don't need that. I don't really don't need that, but it, 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 it does, take a lot out of you you know um and it's it's time consuming and it's emotional and people are um sharing really really personal stuff with you which you might not think is having an effect on you but subconsciously it is and then you worry about that person and you think shit and it happened to me this week you know um and i i couldn't sleep um and then i had to like message the person the next day and i was like yeah, so it's, it's it's just crazy, man. But it's also lovely at the same time. So last night, uh, one of my new online clients, well, I say new, he's just finished 12 weeks, um, wanted to take me out for dinner. So we went out for dinner last night. Complete, do you mean? He's not a stranger. Wow. Uh, yeah. um, really, we, we really get along. We're massive foodies. We love Thai food, any, any Asian food. And so he took me to a Thai restaurant yesterday and we ate a load of food and it was just a lovely, lovely experience. And like, I'm like complete total strangers are uh, wanting to build these relationships with me and this is why looking good that's just all this of course we, the superficial stuff who doesn't want to look good you know um but what it does in terms of the people that you meet the building the relationships and the mindset that you give them and that they give you as well because he's a really the guy who i was with yesterday really intelligent um this was this was what was really really cool so he, I picked him up. So he, he come to my house for eight o'clock. I got home, at, I think nearly 10. We didn't touch our phones once. We didn't see our phones once. We didn't yeah. shut up. We did not shut up talking to each other. And that was, that's what I thought was just incredible. Like you say, I think there's an energy that, that, that uh, obviously crosses between both, but it is knowing that you're making a difference. As you say, it's not just from a fitness or um, an aesthetic look. It's actually, yeah, from a health perspective, you're putting them on a road to, to good health. But you're, you're hopefully, if you're doing it correctly, you're empowering them to be the best version of themselves uh, from a mindset perspective. And there's no greater feeling when you see them doing something that they previously have never done before. And it's, it's like, you know that then that's the butterfly effect because they're going to then be able to spread that and share that to, to their friends and their families. And you've just been a little part of that, that you're, I speak for myself, you know, really grateful for that they've put their trust into you to, to allow you in, because as you say, it is a close relationship between coach and client um, that shouldn't be taken lightly. And you do really care about each and every one of them. And like you said, do worry. And I've been in the same boat where I've been had some, you know, worrying and I'm like messaging everything. Okay. You okay. It, you're right, because when I said to you about your uh, client and 
I said, well, like big brother, only because of an age perspective. And you said, no, definitely like a son. And yes, I do. I guess I feel like a mum, <laughs> you know, like because you do worry and you do care. And I think maybe that's something that people don't realise. They they think it's just that we just hand these plans out or this nutrition, but it goes a hell of a lot deeper. Well, I think for the ones that are truly passionate and truly care. Yeah, and 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 people will find this out, um, and 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 coaches will get found out. If you're a shit coach, you will get found out sooner or later. Um, and like the key thing you said was like the authenticity. Um, I've not met you in person yet, but I know I'm making an assumption here. I can guarantee how you are on social media is how exactly you are in person as well. And that's that's the same with me. And someone, a, a new client who just signed up with me said that. And he was saying, he's like, I've seen so many coaches, this, that and the other. He's like, I came across your page and I looked at your videos and he's like, you just... So it just spoke to me and I just knew that you were the right person for me. And I mean, I can't ask for more than that. I can't, I can't ask for more than that to, to be authentic on, on how I portray myself on social media and how I am in person as well. And like I had, a, I had an online client travel two hours last week um, just to come and train with me. Um, so um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just nice. It's just, yeah. privileged position isn't it yes yeah, so that's it just so privileged that i get to meet these amazing people and they they actually care about wanting to be a part of my my life as well you know yeah because they do it's it's not just a one-way street they do enrich our lives with you know so as much as they enjoy that because i think it is more down to obviously you're, you're doing the training but you know, people sell to people, as, as you say, like, I think there's those, that's that energy there and you either can feel it or you don't. Um, and you'll resonate with a certain type of individual based on the back of that, obviously, as you say, of, of feeling that you, you're trusting your gut and that authenticity. And it's that connection that you're giving, uh, which is a two way street. So, you know, it's, 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 completely right to find the right coach as well because it, it has happened I'm sure to you and it certainly happened to me where things aren't completely aligned I mean obviously you can coach anyone but sometimes there's a better connection um, or the results that they want are slightly different and so it's communication is a massive part but it is also finding the right people you know that and that's why we typically suggest who we work with because we want the right people to come to us not someone else expecting you know something completely different and then feeling that they, they never not got the results they wanted do you agree with that no i i completely agree with that I completely agree with that yeah um i just obviously i'm really conscious of the time and I, but i because i absolutely chat to you all day because i just <laughs> think it's amazing what you've done in a very short space of time you know i'm i'm old enough well not potentially i don't know i'm doing the maths potentially i could be <laughs> your mum but um you know it always uh inspires me um i get massively inspired by individuals especially when they're younger and they've got their shit together you know and i think in jesus i wasn't clueless but I sort of sit here and think I must have been like when I see what, what people are achieving like yourself and especially with the difficulties that you had and also going down the wrong road and actually doing a U-turn, I think is just the uh, why I wanted you to come onto this podcast, because I think if, if someone can't take that as an inspiring 
uh, story, real life, um, and not change their life, then I, I don't know what, what can get into their mindset. Um, because you just are growing and growing and growing. Um, you're going to have an empire soon, I'm sure. Um, but like you said, we come into this life, you're going to do everything. We're all going to die eventually. And it's, it's what legacy you want to leave. And I'm sure like as your daughter and subsequent children grow up, you're going to just want to make them proud. Um, and, and know that you've made a difference. So can I ask just one quick question to, uh, for the end? What tip would you give your younger self, like knowing what you know now, um, so back then where you were in your dark place and for anyone else that perhaps is in a dark place and, and feels that they don't have a choice or they can't get out, what would you tell yourself or them? Work harder work harder and then yeah just work harder um if you think you're working hard you listen you can always work harder but i mean it's hard to just say one thing i think yeah stop allowing if you're being victimized cool but allowing yourself to feel you're being victimized is the choice you know like if i'm if i'm punching someone else I'm, I'm i'm making them a victim but they they can choose to carry on feeling like that when that when that stops, you know, and that's, that's why I, I used to carry on choosing to be a victim when I wasn't even being victimized anymore. So yeah, don't be a victim and work hard work. Have you uh, come across the, the Will Smith uh, that's resonated where he said, no one will outwork me. He said, I might not be the strongest or the fastest or whatever, but if I commit to someone, I think it was one of his uh, speeches or something. He said, if it was running on a treadmill and I'm, and I'm like doing it as a competition against the other guy, I will die before I get off that treadmill. That's it's like the belief of hard work. Yeah. That's, that's something I say all the time. And like, I've got, um, this is just one example. I've got a coach who works for me. And he's super, super intelligent, younger than me. And I personally think if he listens and carries on executing, um, when he gets to my age, he'll be, he'll surpass what I am at, at this age. But, and I was like, you'll never outwork me. And, and he knows that. And it's, and it, I say it in thinking like, come on, like try and outwork me, but he never will. And no one will ever outwork me in, in, from in, in, in my realm of, of, of circle of friends of what I choose to have, have around me. And like, like you said, yeah. Um, you, you, people can train with me and stuff like that, but I'm like, I'd rather die than let you outwork me. The way you said that and the way you just looked, you actually look like Will Smith. <laughs> I was thinking, well, <laughs> no, that's awesome. And, and that's just a quality, like you say, I mean, how can anyone level up with that if, if that's that belief? Um, and I, and I, I think that goes down to the word of tenacity as well. And I've always had a, a tenacious spirit to not give up. Um, and I'd always use that in an analogy of my running, just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And, um, you know, if you, if you continue to do that and you work hard, you get back up when you get knocked down, then you can't fail to succeed. Um, but most people succeed to fail because they give up just beforehand. Mm. So, um, where can people find you? Cause obviously they're going to want to check out your social media and look at a, your amazing shape with obviously all of the competitions, but also the transformations you've done. So where can they find you Courtney? Yeah. So, um, my, I, I've got, um, two Instagrams. One is, um, 
I think it's just Jerome Fitness. Um, Jerome Fitness 92. And then my other one is JF Elite Online Coach. Um, I also do a podcast as well, which is called the El Lobo Solitario podcast. I'm saying it in an English accent so you guys can understand it better. What does that mean? It's the Lone Wolf. Lone Wolf Ah, podcast. Ah, okay. That's cool. I've got a wolf on my arm as well. Oh, that is fantastic. Ah, I like that. You can, you, 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 obviously, where I didn't get to go into crazy, crazy in-depth with you on kind of my side of the journey, you guys can listen to the podcast and you'll get a much better perspective of what I've had to deal with and overcome. So, okay. so then obviously that will be on all of the major platforms. Yeah, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, all that stuff. And find it through your link on both of those Instagram pages? Um, it, I can put it on my story. Um, but it's, in fact, I think I've put it in my in my um, bio yeah, but, uh, yeah cool. you'll, you'll, they'll be able to find it yeah no that's great um well thank you so much for coming on i really have enjoyed speaking with you as i said you're super inspiring and i'm hoping that that a lot of the listeners will take away that and it depends of who listens to it when they listen to it but i'm sure um you're going to pique that you know interest and that desire and it's just that one word you know work ethic um i think then everyone's going to be able to better themselves and be the best version of themselves, which is ultimately what we're trying to achieve. So yeah. Thank you very much. No, thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it, Tess. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs>